listening to Passion Pod 7 with Rollo Hope. My main passion is writing music and playing songs. I play the guitar. I've been doing that for um, crumbs about 12 years now, and I absolutely love it. Um, I, was, I tried to make it my full-time career, but I realized pretty quickly that's actually not what I wanted to do. And so now I have an office job. Why did you realise it was something that you didn't want to do as a career? I tried to devote a year to trying to make it work. And partly I realised that I wasn't really up for making it a commercial enterprise. I didn't like the idea of having to write songs for, to make money. And also, once you've got one of those songs that can make money, how on earth do you make money from it? You have to get signed by a record label. That's really, really hard. And, and these days, to make that work, you have to develop such a huge following anyway. So I played at different festivals and was generating some sort of a little bit of an interest. But my heart just wasn't really in it to make it work like that. I love playing music. I love writing songs. But there seemed to be something so just commercial about it. Do you think it took away the focus, though, from the part that you really enjoyed, the creative side of it, because you were trying so much to make it into a career then? Is that kind of what you're well, saying? Well, I, I, think, I think that's a bit of it. I think when there's suddenly pressure on you to make it pay the bills, then suddenly there's pressure on you, you know, to really come up with the goods. But the problem I had was the only way I was going to actually pay the bills was by playing live. Because I hadn't got a record contract, I didn't have any of these sort of things. And what I found, I'm doing much better now. I'm not doing it full time. I was doing my tax return the other day, and we're just comparing profit and loss from the year before when I was trying to make it work into this year. I have a nine to five day job, but I'm I've made considerably more money with my with my music this year. And I just thought that was extraordinary. I, can't, I don't really know what the answer to that is. I think partly the answer is that. Every year, you get more fans and you get better at what you do. You write new songs. It's just easier. It's a really difficult decision, though, I think, when you have a passion about something and you're wanting to test out whether it's something you can make a career out of. You know, if you're an ambitious person and you believe in the product of what you're creating, there's a part of you that wants to push it to the top level. And for a lot of people with something like music or performing... I can imagine that that is to become, you know, a success. But it's, I guess it's how you're defining what the success is. I, I think so. But I'm also in this funny sort of paradox with that, that I still have really big expectations for my music. And I don't quite know how they get achieved. And I think as well, it's that sort of way you make it work in the short term that's really relevant in this situation. For a lot of things, you can't realise your passion straight away. With a lot of the passion pods I've done, that's been a theme that's come up. For sure. You know, that you can find things in the medium term that make this become something that is a realistic option, but it doesn't necessarily have to be everything that you're living and breathing. I really agree. And, I, you know, I slightly freak out at the idea of doing it full time, ever. I've never felt that music was the only thing that I was ever going to do. Why is that, do you think? I just think because there are other things that I've got to do, and I don't really know what they are. Do you think it's other stimulation? I I really think it's other stimulation. I really love music, but there's lots of other stuff that I love as well, and I like having my fingers in different pies, and it's trying to do what you want to do. And what works really well when there's no pressure on it is that you're completely in control. And I do really enjoy that because if someone asks me to play a gig, I can say yes or no. But if the possibility of being seen by an agent really hinges on me being at this gig, then I'm going to go to every single flipping gig I can go to. But nowadays, I don't. I play at the gigs that I want to play at. And that might, in a music sense, not be the best way forward, but it's what I want to do. And there's no pressure on me doing that. But it's trial and error, that, isn't it? It's working it Very out. Very much so. But it's funny how you can sort of slip into thinking that you should really go for stuff. But I think with music, often that can be the case, is that because there is that direction that most musicians have a goal that they want recognition, they want people to hear their music, otherwise why are they doing it? And so there's the pressure on all that's what it has to be, and you think all these big bright lights, and actually the reality of that, when things you know are going well and you have a taste of it, perhaps that's not actually what you want to get out of it. 
perhaps you want to get out the, the chance to be creative. Well, yeah, because the live music side of things is, is a real interesting one because I've played in pubs where nobody wants to listen to you and that's agony. But I played a gig the other day at the World's End Distillery, so a pub in Chelsea and they've just redone the cellar there. It's an awesome venue. And that was 20 or so people and they all come to listen to music. And I love those gigs. I'll play those gigs till the cows come home because I'm actually getting something out of this. And you really feel like you're, you, you know, it's a real interaction. I take that over playing to, to 200 people who aren't listening to me. Have you always wanted to write and make music? Is it something you've always wanted to do? Well, it's about a bit of a Muppet uh, instrument. So I was just rubbish at music at school. I just wasn't very good at it. Played the piano, sucked at it. Played the trumpet, wasn't very good at it. And then I picked up the guitar. I got given a guitar by my sister's friend. And I instantly was blasted by it. I just thought it was the most amazing thing in the whole world. And I don't understand what happened, but I got obsessed with the guitar. Couldn't put it down. And other people's songs were too hard, so I started to write my own songs. Now, they were rubbish. But nevertheless, I thought I'd written a song, and that was technically true. Um, Such a clever way around, though. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make this mine because I don't like the way that one's written. I can't play it, so how about I make my own? And the funniest thing was, I wasn't a singer. I'd never really sung before. And so nobody else was going to sing my terrible songs. So I thought I'd better learn how to sing. And then I got to university... And I suddenly became the guy with the guitar who wrote songs. I was like, well, well, how did that happen? But, you know, it just sort of grew from that. So was that quite a key change for you? Was that very, very much so. I remember the first time I did it, everybody was saying, oh, yeah, yeah, you're going to play, aren't you? As if this is something that I did a lot, but I'd never actually played live at all, ever, before. Which was quite intense, to be honest. That was quite a, quite a process. You've made this work financially by basically not making this your full... Not working financially? Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing I'd say about that is that by having an independent revenue you stream from it i.e. the job that I do as I said it takes lots of the pressure off but it also makes it much more financially possible to do things now I'm not rolling in the Benjamins but I earn enough money to be able to do the things that I want to do musically. So I'm looking at my third album now, and I want that to be a full studio sound, but I'm encouraged that I am earn money so I can save money to be able to put into that next project. So w- tell me what's going on now for your passion, Paul. What bits have you got? You mentioned a couple of gigs you've got coming up. Well, yeah, and on the 31st of March, which is the Saturday at the Troubadour, that'll be me and this band that I'm in called The Love Trust. Now... I don't call it my band because I freak out at people taking ownership. So like, it, we're just a group of friends and we all write songs. We all play lots of instruments. And we've all just joined up because I played it. The first time I played the Troubadour was awesome fun. I came to that one. Yeah, it was, it was great was fun. really it fun. It was really fun. But the problem is, once you've played it on your own once, there's only so many things you can do. I can play you different songs, but it's not going to sound that much different. But when you've got four guys playing different instruments, and that creates an incredible vibe. What do you think your challenges are now? Or do, I mean, it's a good it, question. One of the things next is finding really fun new venues that we all enjoy playing. It will be recording a new album, so I'll be writing songs for that. I get bored of writing songs. I write half a song, that's nice, and then give up. So I need to finish lots of songs. And just to in- increase sort of the word about my music and also uh, a really important point I think is to continue to explore the use of the internet of multimedia because this the second album I did I released free on Noise Trade which is a website where you can you put in your email address and your postcode you can donate to that person or you can just download it for free and what I get is I got about 200 quid's worth of donations but I've got 330 people have got that album so far but I've got everybody's email address 
So oh, because you get it on a mailing I get list. It, I get it on a, they give it to me on a spreadsheet. So I've got all of that information. But what's amazing about that is that anybody around the world who can get that album for free. I got um, a Facebook from someone in Norway. That's so satisfying. It's really satisfying. But also it's such a different way of doing it. I'd never heard of Noise Trade until you did your album on yeah. it. Yeah, and because I didn't need it to make money. It ended up making money because it wasn't expensive to do, but I didn't need to make money from it because I've got a day job meant that I could do that. And as a result of doing that, I've increased my fan base. If you're struggling for money, everything you do, you need a charge for. And by doing that, you limit your market drastically. There are lots of different ways of doing these things. I've, all, I've always interested to see how people do it. And, and with music, it's, what's great is that people are really interested in listening to new stuff. Really interested. It's just getting yourself out there. Really, it is, isn't it? and so that's there are so many different ways of doing it. Facebook is not that good at it, which I find quite interesting. It was to start with, but now people just ignore it. Now people just ignore it. The most effective way I found at the moment is I just text everybody because I have unlimited amount of text on my deal. I send out about 300 texts whenever I play a gig. Do you have any books or do you have any music that's inspired you? I often think I like to know what gets people's passion pod juices going. Yeah, I, I really love films and, and music. I think music is more of a subliminal inspiration because I should think my music sounds like... Rollo Hope. Rollo Hope, but lots of other music that I've listened to. Films do get me really inspired. So I watched the movie Crazy Heart. Have you watched that movie? No, I haven't. Um, with Jeff Bridges. He plays a drunk, washed-out country singer. And... I thought the film was all right. Well, it just touched something. And so I just sat down and wrote a song. It just came out in five minutes. And it's a really great song. I get massively inspired by YouTube videos. Obviously, not like monkey weeing in mouth kind of YouTube videos. But, <laughs> yeah, you but, choose them wisely. Yeah, I really do. I, yeah. Um, at the moment, really inspired by YouTube stadium videos. And I get massively inspired by people playing in front of ridiculous crowds. And so Robbie Williams at Nebworth. That video for Feel... It's ridiculous because there are over 100,000 people there. I don't know. Something about it really inspires me. What um, advice would you give to someone else who's listening? Like The advice I would have given myself is to do what I'm doing now. Do you think you needed the bit in between, though, to get there? Yes, that's the problem with all of these things. Uh, another bit of advice was that I thought that if I got a full-time job that I actually wouldn't have time to do the music. But, you know, I recorded this live album last May. It was a Friday evening because my housemate, who I lived with at the time, she was South African. And um, she was having to go back to South Africa. And so we worked out that we only had this one evening that we could do it. I got back from work at 5.30. My mate came around with all of the technical stuff, all the recording equipment. And by 9.30, we'd had red wine, we'd had pizza, and we, we recorded a live album. But it's the doable, I keep saying this, it's the reality of how easy these things are to it, do. It really is. And you know, the, the main thing that was stopping me doing that was me stopping me doing that. It wasn't anything else. And the minute you give yourself some deadlines, you've got to do it. I mean, I think we all have it, but, you know, it's procrastination is a curse, <laughs> you know, and it can just slow us up from doing these things. And it's making excuses, isn't it? It's, it's totally like, oh. making excuses. Yeah. Uh, one of the problems I have is I dismiss things out of hand before I've actually considered them. And I do that with everything. So I will hate a film without having watched it and then watch it and think it's the best film ever, like Good Will Hunting. I love that film, but for some reason thought that I wouldn't like that film. The point is uh, that when people suggest something... Think about it. I need to think about things more as opposed to dismissing my hand. I think that's partly my pride in me thinking that I know exactly what I'm going to do. And the more I do stuff, the more I realise that I actually don't know what on earth I'm doing. <laughs> but you do because you're shaping. The but, more but, you... but, but, but I, exactly. So as I go, I work it out. But 
I think we definitely need to get over the idea that we understand or we think we know where it's going to go. And I think we just need to be open to lots of different suggestions and different ways of doing things. So back in the day, it was you played, you got a record contract, you got signed, you cracked on. But now there are so many different ways of doing it. I can do myself a music video. There's a great band called Flight Brigade and they have an amazing video for their song Girl Who Loves Her Smoke and Wine. It cost them £57. Because it doesn't need to be expensive. None of this stuff needs to be expensive. We get so caught up with what everyone else is doing and how everyone else does it. For sure. And and it's so interesting that now, with technology and with what is at our fingertips, there are so many different ways of doing these things. I I don't want to say it, but I did record Liquid Light, the first album, in my bedroom. And it sounds great because the technology is there. I just really want to encourage people to go for it and to try lots of different things because some stuff doesn't work. But if it doesn't work, it's probably not cost you that much be wary of doing stuff that's going to cost you a lot because firstly it probably doesn't need to if you're a musician and you really think that the way to record music is to go and to get a slot at Abbey Road do that for one song pay £10,000 for it and then you'll really realise that you just don't need to do that because you've got Cubase you've got Pro Tools you've got a mate down the road who's got it in his garage or whatever when I recorded the first album Liquid Light I bought a laptop and I bought the recording equipment and thought oh I'm going to get into this I looked at it and I didn't know what on earth I was doing and it took me months to block up the courage and to actually work it out but you know I knew a guy I spoke to him he said oh actually you can't do it because you don't have this so I got that you, you know there are just so many different ways of doing stuff these days I think it is. It's looking at things through slightly fresh eyes and finding out how it works for you, really. Totally. And I think it can fit to whatever your circumstance because the technology and the possibilities are there for it to be able to do that. And and secondly, start small. I think one of the things we feel that we need to do is to get everything sorted, to do a huge outlay to start with. And that I say that really isn't the case. So I have a website, rollohope.com, All that is on that is a picture of me and a link to the Noise Trade website to download this album because I haven't got to the website process yet. And I will get to that. At the moment, I am particularly busy organising a festival at the end of May and uh, just with life and work and just all sorts of stuff. So I've not got round to doing the website yet. But that's a whole exciting part of it because let's say I spent several grand on getting an album done and getting the website done. I, I wouldn't have any more fans because of that, you know? And also it's like you've got to get your, your product, if you think of it like that. You've got to get your product out there. Absolutely, and but you've got to have a market for the product. And so go low, go slow, go humble. Just take your time over it. Just take your time over it and it all comes. You've been listening to Passion Pod 7 with Rollo Hope. 